Hello and welcome to the Survivor's Guide to Life on KPCA Petaluma 103.3 FM. I'm Jenny Stevenson, your host, and joining me is Dr. Peter Bernstein. Today we are continuing in our series on how to survive through adversity. Dr. Bernstein, or Peter as he likes to be called, is a coach and mentor with 49 years of experience helping people survive and grow through trauma, struggles, and hard times, the stuff of real life. The goal of our series is to help you discover what we've experienced, that adversity is more than a trial to endure. It can be an exciting opportunity to learn, grow, and thrive. Jesus, that, that sounds really good. I, we could end there, but let's not. That's very good. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we, I'm glad to be here today, and we have a very special guest and a special friend. Yes. And uh, Randy... Mayfield, Randy was here how many, two months, three months? Yeah, a couple months ago. A couple, yeah. couple months yeah. ago. And he sang one of my favorite songs as an intro, uh, Hallelujah. Yeah. sang it beautifully. Yeah. Uh, Randy is a special guy with a special calling. A number, actually many callings. Quite paragraphs full yeah. of callings. Yeah, Jenny's going to read the paragraphs, <laughs> but trust me, <laughs> it goes way beyond the paragraphs. This is a man that's on the, been on the front lines for a long time. And uh, he's really embrace the calling upon his life. He's a songwriter, uh, sings beautifully. Um, my favorites, of course, he doesn't do much, but I love is when he does his, his uh, classical. Mm -hmm. I play it in my yes. car all the time, yes. it's beautiful. Yes. But he's a great singer. And uh, he is also a, a, a pastor and a missionary, and he's been doing that for over 40 years. Uh, he's This is a man who goes to the front lines. This is where he goes to where the danger is, the ravages of war. Um, he goes to the refugee camps. Uh, he sees the horrors of war and the injustices uh, and the inhumanity. And he brings his goodness. He brings whatever he can to help. He, he uh, entertains the troops. Um, he's a pretty well-rounded guy, very intense, by the way. Um, but he does a lot. And we're very fortunate to have him here again. He's came to California. He lives in St. Louis, but most of the time he's on the road. I think. Mm -hmm. To and when I say on the road, I don't mean having a good time. He's out there in the Ukraine, Iraq. In fact, he's going to Iraq. Three weeks. Three weeks. Um, in Afghanistan. Um, where else did you say? Before? Kenya, Philippines. That that's kind of a. Yeah. Some craziness down in the southern Philippines nowadays. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He goes to where the action is. And uh, this is a guy that's a warrior for good. And uh, he brings a lot of good. So we're blessed to have him as a friend. We're blessed to have him here today. We're going to try to narrow down the experiences to fit some of what we talk about here. He does a lot. Um, and I think we'll do a good job with this today. Jenny will do her best to rein him in. I keep will us online. try yeah, to keep, keep things moving. <laughs> Don't worry about moving. It's like focusing. Focused. Yeah. That's a better word. But um, I think that why don't you read the intro uh, that covers some of who Randy is. Get the sure. notes on this one if we can. Yeah. Yeah. No, some of it you've already covered. So I, I will uh, I will just see if I can just kind of hit the highlights. See um, that Randy's an accomplished singer, songwriter, traveled extensively in the U.S. and also internationally to over 90 countries, pastor, missionary, husband, father, and grandfather. He's performed in many venues in St. Louis and in Nashville, in concert halls all over Europe. Uh, he's been on television and radio programs. He's performed and shared messages in federal and local prisons. 
uh, sung the national anthem in many professional sporting events and opened concerts for well-known Christian uh, performing artists. Um, his music is uh, available uh, on many places, CD Baby, iTunes, Amazon, other music outlets. He's currently the missions and outreach pastor at Central Presbyterian Church in St. Louis. Uh, he travels extensively, although he's starting to think maybe it's time to cut down a bit. Um, and he is also, I'll just add as a last note, that he's a chaplain mm -hmm. for his local police department. Yeah, I was going to add that. I'm glad you did. Because he understands a lot of what first responders go through, and we've been focusing on first responders in these last few weeks, particularly around here with all the fires and yeah. the incredible work that they've done and the exhaustion that they've experienced. Um, so he's definitely, Randy's covered a lot of bases. But, you know, before we get going, he's got a song for us. Oh, that's, that's a good thing. And uh, this is a, a song that you wrote, right? Yeah, well, I wrote the music to it. It's a, it was an old, old hymn. I wrote the music to it 50 years ago, so the hymn is probably close to 100 years old. But when I was a kid, I liked the words because it is, a, it is a song that talks about hope, the hope that we have. We can't see tomorrow, so we have to trust and obey and just have that, you know, faith is the hope of things we haven't seen, and so have faith in the future. And that's what we offer to a lot of the people that we uh, work with. We offer them a hope, and, and I've seen over the years God deliver that hope to them mm. it isn't just a pie in the sky as you've said it's a it's something where it's a tangible thing that they see in their life and they can look back and say wow i'm glad i hung in there i'm glad i had hope for the future because things have turned around so that's what this song says it's just mm. called if we could see beyond today mm, sounds so and good. i would have done a classical tune but you would not let me bring the orchestra in the studio today so i just brought the guitar if that's okay but i got you i got it we could see beyond today if we could see as God doth see if all the clouds were wiped away and the shadows would flee or present griefs we would not fret each sorrow we would soon forget for many joys are waiting yet for you and me If we could know beyond today If we could know as God doth know Why dearest treasures pass away And the tears must flow And why the darkness leads to light Why dreary days will soon grow bright Someday life's wrongs will be made right Faith tells us so If we could see, if we could know, these are words that we often say. But God in love availed a throw across our way. We cannot see what lies before, and so we cling to Him all the more. He leads us till this life is o'er, trusting Him. And obey Just trust in Jesus And obey 
Well, thank you. Really beautiful. Thank you, Randy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think that that should be the show right there. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. But it's not. We gotta, go. <laughs> we gotta keep going. We'll keep going. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. And uh, you know, I'll tell you something about that. That song fits a lot for what we where we are now. And I think talking about hope in the midst of adversity and difficulty. Um, and it's kind of having some kind of faith and trust that even when the emotions are running really high and really intensively and the experiences are brutal, um, there is hope. But it's hard to see mm. when that emotion is so strong. In fact, emotion blocks out hope. And until you know how to diffuse it and until you know how to decompress it, um, it blocks hope. And I think that's one of the messages we've been giving over and over again about the caregivers, first responders, folks that are immersed in the part of life, the conditional life that throws so much difficulty at us. It's not a condition of life that everybody wants to embrace. It's not even a, 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 a part of life that a lot of people, particularly in the United States, even want to admit to. But yet it's a very natural part of life. It is, it's life it's dying, it's death, it's pain, it's difficulty, it's the injustices, the ravages of war. Uh, when I think of the first responders, that they deal with such incredible natural disasters and personal difficulties, these aren't the kind of things that everybody wants to look at and even admit to or face, and yet it's thrust upon us, all of us, at some point in our lives, will have that happen. So our emphasis has been, we're going to open that up to everybody to let you know, hey, this is something you can embrace and learn about. In fact, it's very important too, because when your time comes and you're meeting those challenges, you want to have some kind of something to fall back on. Um, you want to have a, a resilience based on experiences where you didn't run away from the difficulties, but where you, where you realized you had to embrace them and you did. And out of that came a, a, a different human being after that. You became different. Your sense of purpose is all of a sudden became, became shaped and, and addressed. And you learned about what real hope is. And I think Randy's song says it so beautifully and so touchingly. Um, I, I, you know, when I think of hope, I go, oh, yeah, really? Well, I know when I'm going through hard times and I have hope, it's hard to remember and it's hard to see. I am a spiritual man. Um, Randy's a spiritual, we're spiritual people. Mm -hmm. um, actually, everybody is, if not religiously, mm -hmm. certainly there's a spiritual dimension to all of us. To everyone. Um, we're not sitting in a position of judging others with theirs. Everybody's different. Um, I have my beliefs, Randy has his, and you have yours. Um, but we know that when you hit this area of life that's difficult, you'll be stripped down to your core, and you'll discover your spirituality, whatever form it may take, and that there's a power that's so much greater than we are that's truly in control. And even during the difficult situations that we would love to have stopped and we'd love to have them turned around, we'd love to have them never happen, they do. And so many times you just look at this and go, but this is so unfair, how could you let this happen? And yet it does. And I think out of, out of that kind of thing, number one is you realize the, um, there's a stronger power than all of us that that's calling the shots. And the other is it makes us also aware of how 
weak and, and vulnerable we are as people. As strong now, I'm a strong man. Randy's a warrior. He's a frontline guy, um, and yet we come to that place of realizing our own vulnerabilities. And there's a power greater than all of us. Um, I've seen people come out of that bitter, angry at the world, filled with self-pity and the unfairness and injustice of it all, and they really make a mess of life. And unfortunately, they miss out on so much because the other way to come out is with a greater and deeper sense of appreciation and gratitude for what we do have and to begin to embrace the spiritual side of things and also to learn got a lot to learn through adversity and struggle and difficulty if we're open to it so um i wanted to bring that up today um and there's there's a whole lot more but i think having randy here and listening to some of his experience i remember last time he spoke and i listened to the the uh audio of this last time it was moving and powerful because what he is so used to seeing is so hard to even hear about. It's it hard so, to comprehend. It really is. The tragedy, the, the, the ferocity and unfairness and, and injustice of innocent people being affected by war, ravages of war. And there have been changes in the parts of the world that he goes to. That's and, right. Uh, we'll want to hear about some That's of that. That's right, we do. But first, we're gonna, let's, let's do our break first. We're right? on another break already? We are. Wow, that was You've been listening to the Survivor's Guide to Life on KPCA Petaluma 103.3 FM. We'll be back after a short break. Welcome back to the Survivor's Guide to Life. I'm your host, Jenny Stevenson. In our first segment, uh, we are joined again, blessed, uh, by Randy Mayfield's presence. He sang a beautiful song for us. He had uh, uh, written the music for words that touched him many, many years ago, and the theme is hope. And we're talking today about hope and about the process of uh going through the difficulties of life being stripped, coming through them in some way, and coming out an, ex an appreciation of our spirituality about the power beyond us and the value of hope. And we also want to check in with Randy about where he is and the trips he's about, the trip he's about to take, uh, take in uh, yeah, early December. We haven't gotten there yet. You know, one thing I want to say before Randy speaks is, you know, we can profess a lot of things about hope and faith and trust. And many people do religiously in all different walks of life, but it's the folks on the front lines that really um, come to a place of hope that has nothing to do with what we profess. It has to do with where we really are. And that's one thing about this kind of work, the kind of work Randy does, the kind of work we do. Um, we're stripped down to who we really are. And many times we can profess a lot of things, but also find out under pressure we're not quite what we profess. Mm -hmm. But that's a real wake-up call. It's an opportunity, too. It is. It's an opportunity. It's painful. Very. But yes. that's what we do anyway. But it's also a way of discovering where real hope comes from. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not based on easy times. It's based on struggles, suffering, and pain, ours 
and others. Mm -hmm. And anyway, Randy's going to talk to us about it a little bit, um, about some of the things he's been doing. Remember, this guy's been on the front lines for over 40 years. Yes. So let's try to focus it because he's got a lot of experience under his belt and he is a man of faith and a man of trust and hope and a man of um, action and he's also been through a lot he's a human being who's got the after effects of being on the front lines for a long time mm -hmm. i think last time he was very transparent about what he's gone through and the effects of it yes and i think at that time he had just come home yeah i think I'd, i just got back from maybe kenya i can't remember oh uh, no <laughs> it was that uh, it was Philippines? Ukraine, I think. Oh, Ukraine. Ukraine. Ukraine? I think maybe. it was Iraq and Ukraine. Okay, maybe. Yeah. yeah, but he was he was tired. Yeah. And but he was also talking about how hard it was to come back after seeing what he's seen. Yes. And feeling the feelings of that he could have done more, that he didn't know enough, mm -hmm. and the guilt that he gets to leave. You know that he gets to come home, yeah. and for them, everything still continues. Right, and I remember he was having a hard time with that, we, which we know about because we we've seen it, we know it. Yeah. Um, but he was fresh. Yeah. And he was saying that this is he came home to his beautiful wife, his beautiful life, and he barely could relate to it. Yeah. Because he was still carrying the burdens of what he had been, what he'd seen, and what he described to us were atrocities. Yes. And heartbreak, and he was right there in the middle of it. Um, with the Yazidis, I remember. Oh, yeah. 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 And he was there to help them and to to do whatever he could for them. He, he, like I said, it goes to the, where the real action is, where the real pain is. Mm -hmm. But anyway, why don't we... Let's, yeah. Don't we hear Let's check it. in. Check in. Well, you made a good point about uh, so many people see folks who, we use the cliche, they talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. Mm -hmm. And it's very different when you're walking mm -hmm. that walk. And I find it important to don't to not walk it alone. Too many times I find myself seemingly out there walking it alone, but I, I usually always have one or two others with me who can share and, and even debrief. After a day out in the refugee camps or with the military, we can debrief about what's gone on. And, 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 and then you talk about hope. And I can look back now and see that 10 years ago when I started working in Iraq with the refugees in the military, there wasn't a lot of hope there. They were in these camps and things were very difficult. Today, we're rebuilding their homes back near Mosul and some of the places where they came from. And they see that they, they hung in there and had hope and had faith. And now they're moving back in. But as I go back in a couple of weeks, the process starts over because the Syrians are now coming in to northern Iraq. And they'll need refuge. They'll need the camps. They'll need the food that we bring. They'll need the help. So it's kind of a cycle. But at least we get to see kind of the, the beginnings and help. And then kind of when they get back out to a good place... So that is the hope. We have to we have to claim our victories, not just look at the defeats and the tough times, but to say, look, what has happened over the years, uh, because so many have come alongside and helped, they are living a life again. It's it's different because they have such a past that they had to go through, but they hung on hung in there, and then the cycle starts over with the new ones coming in. So, for me, I'm nearing the end of my full time work. Mm -hmm. You know, probably the next year and a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And I want to finish well. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I want to do is take people alongside who can, in essence, fill my shoes. And uh, and then also the, one of the things that I have to do is learn to receive help. Because as I come home, um, you know, it's basically my wife. And she has to bear a lot of that burden. And she's it's tough. It's yeah. tough for her to get me out of those situations. She can't always relate. When you walk to your sink when you get back and you think, can I drink this water can i brush my teeth with this it's, it's those are the things that go through my head mm -hmm. can i eat this can i do this 
we we don't realize it day to day. And I think maybe if I went on a trip one time and came back and didn't do anything, I'd forget about it. But I'm grateful that I get to be there month after month and see what the real world is like. But it does take its toll. And uh, we talked a little bit about how physically I had to be knocked down so that I could uh, just get up again. I mean, I, I got a pretty strong case of vertigo. I don't know if we talked about that last time. I think we did. And it slowed me down. It slowed me down. And that was good for me because then I could appreciate those who had to care for me at that time. It makes me appreciate what we give to people. Well, I think Randy's speaking about something very important. Thanks. Yes. Um, honestly, he's got he's giving you the raw experience of what he's gone through. But we've we've do, we've been involved with so many people, and this includes ourselves. And we know that what he's talking about is really true. Yes. Um, to, he's a leader. There's no, no question about it. Um, and when you're a leader, one of the interesting things I think is uh, it is so easy when you're seeing such devastation first responders, caregivers, frontline guys like Randy. I mean, we're seeing people in such devastated shape that it's very hard to think about ourselves and our own needs at that time. Mm. It really is. And you can see why. I mean, these people are consumed and overwhelmed with such devastation and such a fight for life. So how can we possibly be thinking about ourselves? And it's so instinctual to just put ourselves aside and just give to others, particularly if you're an empath. And we've talked about empaths before. Mm -hmm. These are the folks that have greater sensitivity. They're selfless. They're more caring and giving. Um, they also have an ability, truthfully, they can get hurt more deeply. Um, they have a history. They, have, they often have a history. Almost always have a history. We all do. Um, and there's trauma to it, usually. And there's pain to it. But it also is one of some of the stuff that helps shape us to being able to be empathetic toward others and caring for others. Mm -hmm. So we do have our own pain with it. Um, but I think that one of the hard parts is um, being able to accept that we need care too. Mm -hmm. And we need to be taken care of. Now, if you're a leader and a strong guy like me, or obviously Randy is, that's a hard one because it's much easier to give to others mm -hmm. and to lead others than it is to accept our own vulnerability and need. And yet, in the kind of work and adversity that we're talking about, oh, the roles shift. And, all, and there's a time when we're going to need what we give to others. We're going to need to help ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, that's a hard one. I'll be honest with you. Randy mentioned that, and it is absolutely the truth. It takes training to allow ourselves to be vulnerable enough to accept help. Interestingly, if you are folks that are a little stubborn and a little hard-headed and tough, your health can go. Mm -hmm. Or the spiritual power that's greater than all of us will bring us to our knees and mm -hmm. we'll be vulnerable and yes. we will need and have to accept help from somebody else. Well, you know, you feel like, you almost feel like you're a failure when you can no longer go yeah. and someone has to step in for you. Yeah. And I felt that when I was on my back with vertigo for a couple of days in a foreign country and people came to help me. But it also made me appreciate what I do for people because I could see when I was in a place that I could do nothing else, people stepped up and helped me. Yeah. And so that gave me a better appreciation for even what I do and others do in reaching out. So. Absolutely. And, and it's interesting that you mentioned that you felt like a failure. Now, to me, I know that one. But I would say that that kind of trigger, that's a triggering. 
And what that means is, now you know he's not a failure. No. Just the opposite. Yeah. But when you start, you're broken. Mm. It's so easy for our old messages Mm-hmm. When we were hurt and when we were traumatized to come back up. When especially when we're exhausted, tired, yep. stressed. Yep. All those old voices come back. And the old messages that yes. you're a failure, you didn't do enough. Yes. Uh, you name it. And there it is. He says I was bro- he was broken, he was hurt, he was sick, he'd mm-hmm. been given a lot, and he felt like a failure. He was not a Far failure. Far from. Far from it. But that's when that'll tell you when the emotional pain is taking over, that kind of discouragement and despair... It can hit any of us. The key really is to go through that enough times to have even a deeper understanding that this isn't credible. This is emotion talking. This is the dark side coming out. Um, This is a place where evil can really work work us over. Um, Those are the times that we have to know, wait a minute, this is just emotion talking. This is my own personal traumas and the messages that I got and took away from that when I was younger talking it has nothing to do with the real truth that doesn't mean we're not going to go through the difficult pain but the idea is to go through it and come through the other side and Mm. regain our perspective and regain your perspective and you will there's the hope that will come out of this um and we'll be better for it not worse we'll actually be stronger for that Mm -hmm. that we've been through it we know that we're not failures here we go we're ready to face the you know the difficulties in life that we are that we've been called to face. Randy knows his life has got his work is filled with difficulties and adversity, but he's in better shape once you go through that to face it again and to be restored, renewed, and hopeful. But you got to go through that emotion. You got to go through that brokenness. You got to go through the all the old triggerings. They come up, unfortunately. The key really is not to let them take hold. And allow us to turn bitter and dark mm-hmm. and and completely defeated. And that, I tell you, I've met enough other people that have gone through it, and they are bitter, blaming, self-pitying. Um, they don't think of anybody truthfully other than themselves. I've seen it. We've seen enough of that. And we know those folks are in much deeper trouble than what Randy's talking about. Yes. Because we go through the same things, just like Randy's talking about, but come out with a greater appreciation and gratitude for the little things, the things that are really important. Now, I remember when Randy came back from his last trip, he was beat. He was tired. And he wasn't feeling good, right? Mm-hmm. And he's got a beautiful wife. She loves him, and she's oh, she's great. And she was hurting for mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. because she couldn't reach him. How many times have we seen people that go through post-traumatic stress struggles that don't have that one? That is like... It's frequent. Frequent. Yes. yes. And the loved ones are families who love us and see us suffering want to reach out, want to be there for us, want to take care of us. And a lot of times it's hard to accept that. So we're not open to it. We're not open yet. Yeah. And sometimes people aren't open and they wind up divorced. And What's the divorce rate for first responders? Well, we 70, just learned it's 70%. 70%. Wow. Yes. That's Which brutal. outrageous. Yes. And, you can, and yet you can understand that can happen. Yeah. I look at it and go... That there needs to be something done to stop, to to intervene, to put things back on track, um, to restore folks, and we know how to do that with our skills and the, the work that we do, mm-hmm. because it's a it's a tragedy to let that happen. But can you understand how it could happen? Randy came back; he couldn't even relate to his beautiful wife. She was in tears. He was still carrying the burdens of what he's been through, 
and to come back to a really good life, which he has. He has. He was feeling the guilt of like, wait a minute, I just left these people and he described what they'd been through and what he'd seen and who he'd helped. Yeah. Is it no wonder? No. He's talking about water, you know, and, and turning on a faucet and being able to drink healthy water. That was just the tip of the iceberg oh, yeah. for the kind of things he saw. Let's talk about that some more in just a moment. Oh, we're uh, on another break. Yeah. Wow. You've been listening to the Survivor's Guide to Life on KPCA Petaluma 103.3 FM. We'll be back after a short break. Welcome back to the Survivor's Guide to Life. I'm your host, Jenny Stevenson. Uh, we've been talking, and I don't want to take too long to summarize. I want to leave plenty of time for Peter and, and for our guest, Randy. But we're talking about the experience of going through very, very hard times and the, the stress, the exhaustion, the discouragement that can come and the need for a time to recover and how hard it can be sometimes for leaders to accept that they do need to take that time to recover and restore themselves. Um, and and we're, that's what we're looking at right now. I know, and I just hear that, and I go, that is hard. That's difficult. I have a hard time with that over and over and over again. I'm confronted with that constantly. And yet, in the state of life that I'm in now, with, with Lynn being so sick and we're dealing with so many sick people, um, I look at it and, and you know, it's just, I, I can't get around it. No. I can't cover all the bases all the time. Randy mentioned something else, having a good team yes. of folks. And, and, and Randy's been doing this work for many, many years too. And I, I'm sure that you are, have had to come through so many things to be doing what you're doing now. If you had started uh, many years ago doing this exactly what you're doing now, would you have been equipped to oh, do no. it? No, I mean, you know, I, I start, it was kind of like a kid. You, you start on the soft food and the milk, and then you work up to the meat of stuff. And, and uh, for me, God gives me strength to do those things. And um, we have to, we, we take steps to get there. I think, but there are some people that hit, the trauma hits them immediately. And so we're the ones that have to try to respond. They haven't had that before, and then suddenly their lives are thrown in. So what do we do? How do we help them? Well, thankfully, through the years, you guys have skills, and, and, and I've learned some things on how we can give them that hope for the future, how I can tell them, hey, I've been there before, I've seen the successes, and I know you can be there. So it's, the experience really gives you that opportunity to tell them, I've been down this road, and you can go down, and I'll, I'll walk down that with you, because we've been there before. That's why the years are helpful. Okay. That's a theme in your That's life really from beginning to end. Okay, and one of the things that he just said is he's been there too. And he's talking about not just compassion. He's, mis uh, he's talking about empathy. And it's an interesting thing that I've discovered, and I, I'm sure when Randy just told you related to it, folks that are really suffering, um, I've noticed many times that now, more than ever before, when I say, I understand, you know what they say? I know you do. Mm -hmm. And I can, I've been in, what, the helping professions for almost 50 years. And I thought, in so many ways, that I had a great deal of empathy. It's nothing like I have now. Mm -hmm. And when I say that now, 
the answer I get now isn't fighting me. It's like, I know, mm-hmm. too. I know you mean it, and I know you get it. And it means so much to come alongside them. Randy said, I'll walk down that path with you. I've been there with you. They know that he means it. And it's because of the person that he's become and shape, been shaped into over the years through adversity, struggle, his adversity, other people's um, situations that are just grotesquely difficult. Mm. He's been through them. And so when he says it, he's talking, for, he's a man of experience and a man of heartbreak and a man of of pain and suffering and understanding that comes from that. So out of all of that, he's become a better person. He's become the person he's been meant to be. And his it's not over yet. It just will take a different form because he's a man that's got a calling. So even though he goes off the front lines, maybe not as intensely as he does now, he's got to follow his calling and purpose in life, whatever form it may take. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just the way things work. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he's, they, we're talking to somebody who's got the raw life experiences of being on the front lines in the worst and, situations. And we were talking about, we have talked about the team and the need for having yes. a team. And, and Randy has mentioned that one of the things that might be coming as he backs off his very active involvement is to develop people to take... Yeah, new leadership. Well, you know, we all bring different gifts to the to the fore. And, and really, it's interesting, as a musician and as someone, you guys know me off the radio that I'm a little off the wall. I'm kind of crazy. But even those things that God has given to me in my personality are healing. Particularly the music. When I go into when I first went into Iraq and I started doing some concerts and music, I'd even go into homes and and give instruments to people. I'm taking three violins to three little girls in Iraq in a couple of weeks because mm-hmm. they ask Uncle Randy for some violins and they're learning to play them. That is healing. It Absolutely. gives them more hope. Hey, I can learn. So I can do something. Absolutely. And so the music and the and even the humor, and you think humor. These people have been shot at by ISIS. Family members have been killed. There's a place for everything, and you need to know the time and place. But then I have a brother with me, Jamal, who always goes with me, who has the the more deepness, and he is able to talk in ways that I can't. So all these gifts, you know, uh, it's in Proverbs 18:16. Your gift will make a way for you and put you in the presence of great men. And that doesn't mean just kings and, and presidents. It means great people like the refugees and like the military. So your gifts, whatever they are, I don't know. I don't know if I told you last time. I had a friend who was a plumber, and he said, "Man, I would love to, to do some work with you, but I don't speak, I don't sing, I'm a plumber." I said, "Man, I've got a place for you in Honduras, a boys' home we're working with that needs plumbing so bad." Mm-hmm. He went in there and then met the boys mm-hmm. and began to see who they were, and he became quite the evangelist because he was a plumber. Mm-hmm. So some people are out there thinking this sounds great—the whole pie in the sky thing again—but I don't have these kind of gifts. What, what are you gifted with? Your gift is going to make a way for you. Use it to give people hope, to give them hope for the future, as the Bible says. We all have a gift, and here's the plumber. And you're saying, I know people who really need what you have to offer. Exactly. Oh, yeah. You're, you're That's so- part of the whole thing. That's hard, part of the whole process of reaching out, helping people, is finding where that, that square place is for the square hole, you know, with those little games kids play. Put the play. pegs yeah, in, put, yes. put the pegs in, yeah. and you find his place. And it not only gives p- those people hope who he helps, it gave him hope to become to find something in himself that he didn't know was there. Absolutely. And so that's kind of part of what a leader does. That's right. You don't do it all. You help find the that's, pegs and places for people to go. And you bring out the best of that. That's and that's if right. they don't know what's there, you've got to cultivate it. Yeah. But you mentioned something. To go, absolutely, this is not to negate any of that. But you mentioned how valuable a team is when we're broken mm-hmm. and we're down. And... Um, 
I couldn't agree with you more. In mm. fact, we only work in teams, all of us, um, for good reason. Because everybody's got their abilities, their calling, their gifts to, to contribute. Um, but I think a really good leader, and you just said it, is one not just that dominates and controls mm -hmm. and directs, but someone who kind of brings out these special qualities and others and gets them to see how much worth they have yeah. and what they're capable of doing and what they're capable of giving. That means giving to you and me too mm -hmm. and her. Um, we talk about that a lot and I can tell you that a lot of the things we're doing now I could never do by myself. Yeah. It's only because of the teams behind me that do astounding work that I can do what I do. And I watch what they do, and I'll tell you, I don't call the shot. I know somebody at the hospice said today, no, no, we know you got the role here to oversee. But I watch what they do, and I step back and go, I'm amazed. These are angels. Mm -hmm. They are able to do amazing things that I can't do. And I am so grateful for them. And they're there for me. Mm -hmm. They're there for the people I care about. They're there for Lynn, my wife. They're amazing. I have my mother in Florida who's sick in the sick in 93. And I have caregiver friends there that are helping my mother. I heard from them yesterday. Amazing. I could never do all of this without mm -hmm. all of them. Mm -hmm. It's just being open and receptive to what they can offer me. My times of hurting vulnerability, that's the hard part. Because I don't want them to see how broken I can be. Mm -hmm. I don't want them yeah. to see... That I'm perceived weakness, weak. you know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I have a stigma, just like the Navy SEALs do. I don't want to be weak. I don't want to be considered uh, incapable. Um, I want to be the one that's always strong. I want to be the one that's always. And people tell me how strong I am. Mm -hmm. You know what I tell them these days? I'm also weak, mm -hmm. and I mean it. I don't like it. But what I'm learning through all this is, oh, you got your weakness and your weak times too. I, I, I think that's the hardest thing for me to come to and accept. Um, is it fear? No, I know other people. For me, it's pride. It's just a pride it of is, thinking, I've got to always be at the top of my game. Yeah. Well, you know what? There's times when you need to step back yeah. and let somebody else lift you. Even in the Bible, uh, when, when uh, Abraham's arms were tired and the guys came and held him up for him. We need people to hold up our arms oh, yeah. because we get weary in, in well-doing, as they say. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, no, absolutely. And uh, I've had to come to accept, I've, oh, you know, it's amazing. I've worked in a certain kind of work that's very difficult trauma recovery work for so long. I could take it on for, I mean, I don't remember getting totally tired out too often. And yet I took on a lot. But now that it's personal and I'm helping my, I'm watching mm -hmm. my wife and I'm dealing with that and I love her so, um, I have my limitations. I see it. And I and it hurts me to admit, but I can't do anymore. And I realize I'm putting out in so many different areas and my plate is so full and I have to accept that my God, are you on overload? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you better be a spiritual man because I'm so far beyond my own I know my limitations. And I am I the responsibilities I have, the burdens, the challenges now are so beyond what I used to remember myself as, that I know there's something else that's giving me the power mm -hmm. to be able to do everything, to grieve at the same time, to function, to lead others, um, to help others. It amazes me. I'm going, now where's the strength coming from? Me? Yeah. I know yeah. my strength. Mm -hmm. I, I'm a, a God-man. I'll be honest with you, and it's come, it's come to me the hard way where most of my friends are like me. 
and they had missionary friends too. Well, they had pretty hard lives too before they came to a broken place. But I have to admit, um, for me to realize now that, oh no, God's giving you the strength to do this because you couldn't do it on your own. And look at how it's going. You're able to do things, and when you really step back and take a look at it, it's amazing what we're doing and how many people we're helping and what we're going through ourselves. Mm -hmm. right? What yes. Jenny's going through, what yeah. her husband's going through, what other people are going through, and all of our workers, got, they've got plenty to deal with, mm -hmm. and yet they achieve and do so much for so many. And part of that uh, is, as a leader, you, you setting the example of admitting when you're tired. Mm -hmm. Not weak, but tired. And need a break, need someone to step in and help. And uh, that's part of being a leader to set that example. And uh, it's in essential for the rest of your team to see that too. You've been listening to the Survivor's Guide to Life mm -hmm. on KPCA Petaluma 103.3 FM. We'll be back after a short break. Welcome back to the Survivor's Guide to Life. I'm your host, Jenny Stevenson, and this is a course flying by way too fast. And we are talking about um, leaders and uh, the experiences of caring and serving and giving and becoming tired and uh, needing to take care of ourselves and what a challenge that can be. Okay. We're, he was talking when we were off the air. Is that allowed? I will just cut it out. Don't yeah, I won't okay. be penalized no, no, no. by anything. Though. Well, what I was going to say is it was good. It, it was, was good. good. So I can, go you, back to can you it. say it again? Because I thought I want, to, I want the, view, the listeners to hear what we were just talking about. Well, we, the thing I was just summing up really what you had said is that it, we know that in our weakness, he is made strong in us and, and gives us the, and the he power is, to go on. Yes. He, in God, you know, is, and, is you our, know, yeah. the higher power, as it were. Mm -hmm. But one of the things, too, I think, and you've <laughs> said this, we need to have people around us who can who can care for us and see, like I've never had anybody on my staff in 40 years say, you need to take a sabbatical. I've needed it many times. But the one time I took a short sabbatical, I had to go to them and say, I'm done for a while. And that's not good. Uh, and I'm not blaming anybody because there's a lot of, we have a huge staff on the church that I serve. But I do think we need to look after our people, not just the leaders, but our, our the chiefs and the, and the, the servants and everybody underneath. When you see somebody being burnt out, you've got to have the guts to go and say, you need to step back. And for me, that is hard. They could offer me sabbaticals all the time, and I'd say, ah, not really. I've got things i got to do. I'm fine. But we have to be. We have to put our pride aside to say, yeah, I do need some downtime. But we have to care for our leaders just as we care for our team. And I don't see that sometimes. I see people saying, he's strong. He's going to make it. You know, And all they don't right. realize, yeah, we're strong, and we put on our – you know, mm -hmm. our boxing gloves and we go out there. But there are times we've been hit a few too many times and we need to recover. Absolutely. You know, you know what we do on all of our teams is we have a, a time every week where we take a look at everybody and see the shape they're in because we are bombarded. Yeah, that's good. Right? But we've, we've learned that the hard way, that um, if we miss too much, we can begin to lose somebody because they're carrying, they're beginning to carry too much or they've been triggered and they're not dealing with things. And we... 
You just did it with one of we, our workers. We just did it, and last week, and and there's a, such a value in being able to sit down with everyone and just to hear them, even just to hear mm-hmm. where they are and what they're struggling with, and to know let them know that we do hear and we yeah. do care about some of the things in this recent meeting. We couldn't make changes. There were changes we couldn't make, but we wanted to hear. And then other changes we can. Mm-hmm. So there's a value in that experience. There is. And it's also at times we don't always see ourselves. And on our teams, I, I'm glad I don't have to be the one to always do it. I was always the one. I, I don't even have to be there. They could do, they do other things. But we've, there's indications sometimes that one of our staff or one of our folks on the team isn't doing well. And we're beginning to get indications by what they're saying or what, they're, what we're beginning to see that they don't know what they're putting out. Mm-hmm. We do. And we call it, we'll, we'll call it all together, it's done in love, it's not done with yeah. nasty confrontation. No. And we begin to find out what's going on. And are they aware of what they're putting out or what's beginning to happen? You know, we find out most of the time, they're not, we're not. And so that's the time when the team comes in lovingly and goes, look, this is what's going on. We need to hear what's happening with you and what your thinking is, but this is what we're seeing. Mm. And they could say, well, we need, I need this, and well, we can't always do it, but we can... We can be there for them and go. Well, that's not going to work, but we can do all the things to help you. Mm-hmm. But you got to know that you're you're the way you're impacting people is beginning to be affected. Yeah, my attitude. I know. So there are times in my attitude, I lose the passion and the joy because I'm so overwhelmed myself, and I need someone to come in and 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 heal that, and then I can go back out again because I know I have the gifts. I know I can do it. Yeah. But I need to be at a place where I'm healthy to do it. Absolutely. And so because I start getting snippy and I and that's just not my nature. So when I start operating outside my nature, I know those are alarms that go off. Yeah. You know? See, that's the transparency I love about you. When we were when you were on last night, you're like us, and you're you're once you get there, you're very transparent and very human, but it's based on your real life experience. Mm-hmm. The key really is: are other people listening that need to hear this today to realize you're human too, and you've probably done the best you can do, but you got your limitations and you're going through the same kind of things that all of us go through. The key is what are some of the remedies and what are some of the approaches you can take to repairing and healing yourself or getting help from your team about finding the kind of help you need to get through it. We have skills and abilities that we use to decompress folks when they're carrying an awful lot in their bodies and the the effect of all the emotional trauma is hurting their bodies. Well, we make sure that we take care of our own. We make sure that we purge that and decompress it and so they can feel hopeful again. Now, it doesn't mean there are situations that they're going to go back to work in that are easy at all. No, and I hear Randy saying that too. The no. situation may change, but he might not change, but he comes. He is able to come back coming from a different place. That's mm-hmm. right, and that's the. I think that's so important. Well, what about people that are out there uh, and not, I'm in a faith-based organization that we do kind of reach out and try to help. But they're out there in the workplace, and they're feeling really stressed out because of issues, maybe health issues at home, the work. And they don't have a, if they go to their boss and complain, they're gone. Where do they go? I mean, I, they go to people like you when they can. But I always worry about the people that don't have that foundational base that is there to lift them up. Where can they go? Well, that's, a, that's why we're doing this show. We yes. hope that's why we're doing what we do on such a, 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 a different basis now using the media because a lot of people don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to handle it. 
and caregivers don't caregivers caregivers don't know where, really, where to yeah, go. Yeah. We deal with care and first responders too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mm-hmm. love them. They're my favorite people. Well, that's why I love. I work with the police in my and, and as a chaplain to ride along with them and like you say, just to listen. I don't have to answer all the problems, but I listen and I empathize with them. And maybe I'll have a few things I can share. But that's why I think we need to get engaged with those kind of people more often that we know are in the high-risk areas Mm -hmm. that we have some gifts to help. Absolutely. And every one of us has different gifts. We have the many gifts. So do you. Our our gifts, um, we do deal with people in trauma recovery, PTS, uh, first responders, and that includes the police, that includes fire fighters, um, includes us. Mm -hmm. And what we find is I don't think a lot... (laughs) I'll say this, and military, and we've dealt mm-hmm. with, we've been deal, we've dealt in the past with Navy SEALs, and mm-hmm. they're not exactly open and receptive <coughs> to yeah. um, getting help and talking about being strong. They could be disintegrating, and they're gonna deny it, and they're going to go right. out and they're going to do drugs, they're going to drink, they're going to do all kinds of destructive stuff. We see that all the time, mm-hmm. and it's very hard to convince them that's not exactly self care. Yeah. Um, in fact, that's going to create more deterioration. It's masking everything. And masking it or running away. And we go, you know what? Take some of your courage right now and face the reality that we can help you or we can get you the kind of help you need so you don't deteriorate anymore. And it will be your health. It mm-hmm. will be your well-being. Mm-hmm. And the quality of your work will deteriorate too. And the quality of your life. And the quality of your life. And relationships. Find, uh, that they deteriorate. Their health deteriorates. Mm-hmm. So many of the first responders... Have mm-hmm. cancer. Mm-hmm. The pe- the people we know. We just we're hearing that about that too. They're fighting cancer. Um, yeah. We see that, and we see how people really get sick because they haven't taken care of themselves. They don't know how. Yeah. They don't want to admit it because if they admit it, they can lose their security clearances right. if they're Navy SEALs. If they're first responders, then they're not considered reliable mm-hmm. team players. Mm-hmm. Um, We've seen it in so many different ways, and all of a sudden, they're hiding what they need to face, and and they need other people who they can trust to f- help them face it and go, it's time for you to get some help. Well, even a superman or a superwoman, there's always that kryptonite, and they don't. And you, you want to be a superman all the time, but there is that thing that just, whatever it is, your job, your relationships, your health, that can deteriorate you, and you've got to find a way to get away from that which is impacting you that way and seek health. And they don't do it, like you said, for the very reason they don't want to jeopardize their work. I had a friend who was a Navy SEAL. He was a mess. He went into government, and I don't know if that's a great move. And he's gone back to the SEALs because it's all he knows. Yeah. He got in all kinds of trouble, and he hasn't really solved and healed the problem. Yeah. He just went back to what he knows best in the high stress. And I don't know what's going to happen. He's a young guy, you know. He's a young guy. Yeah. Yeah, we know a lot of, we've we helped a lot of Navy SEALs. Not lately, but we're used to. I was, I was just thinking, uh, as you're talking, God, you're saying so much that registers with me. And, um, you know, when you say you need to get help, you know what the Navy SEALs taught us about? They taught us to think about stigma. And what mm-hmm. they, here is Dr. Bernstein walking into a guy in a wheelchair who, remember it was Dave, mm-hmm. who had it for fun had, before he was leaving for Afghanistan, Iraq, did his fourth parachute jump. This wasn't for, this for fun. And, parachute didn't open mm. until what 80 feet before good well he was a paraplegic beautiful all navy seals are beautiful mm-hmm. <laughs> his wife who was his girlfriend that gorgeous movie star like and um here i am walking in and dr bernstein the psychotherapist is gonna 
and they didn't want to know about mental problems. Mm -hmm. He was in physical pain. Right. And I remember it was, all of a sudden my eyes opened up to just that stigma of the professional label mm -hmm. is so, it can be such a deterrent to people accepting help. That's when we decided that we were going to diffuse that whole stigma. Don't call me Dr. Bernstein anymore. Don't call me psychologist and psychotherapist. How about human to human? And this guy, I remember it was Dave. We loved it. He's a good guy. Um, his father was a Navy SEAL. His brother was a Navy SEAL. But I remember it was, he said he was in terrible physical pain. I said, you know what? We'll help you with that. We'll help you recover from that. And don't worry about the, the emotional, mental issues. You don't want to deal with them. We're not even going to go there. And we're going to help you in another way. And it was interesting how that worked. He gained, they gained our trust. Yeah, I, I hear Randy's experience riding along in the mm -hmm. car. Mm -hmm. I'm just there. I'm going with you on this. Yeah. I'm just here to listen. Yeah. It's, it's a way of, of, of destigmatizing. And of, not judging. Yeah, I'm not judging. That's not huge. Judging. Yeah. So before well, you before you say more, I just want to say, just so you know, we've got two minutes left. This for is, the whole show. For the whole show. This oh, is. Oh come on! What kind of program is this? I know. We've I only know. been on five minutes. Haven't what we? is it? You get this guy once every two months, and we can't get enough. <laughs> I know. Yet. I know. So that's why I'm just saying, we've got to whatever we want to do, let's do it. All now. Right? Now. I want to thank Randy. Yeah. For being here. Well, thank you. And he, he carries a lot. I see it. Yeah. And he does. So, he's done so much. And he suffered plenty in what he's done, in his physical health. and his, He's a man that could have a very luxurious, beautiful life, and he's chosen a different life. This is a man of sacrifice and giving and caring. He's a man of God. He's a man of the people. Um, he's very down-to-earth. He's a great performer. Could don't put him in front of him. <laughs> if you don't want him to perform, don't show him a microphone. Yeah. But he's This is really hard. It's just stay quiet yeah. for a while. Yeah, this he's a great performer. Could could we ask him just briefly to tell us what this next trip is about? Yeah, do we have time to, do to just... I well, would yeah, I, I'll get in a nutshell. We're going back to Iraq, and like I said, I think initially... Uh, we are caring for those we've cared for through the years, helping them rebuild their homes. We're taking food, clothes. Uh, it's, it's unfortunate, but the Peshmerga Army, their uh, Kurdish army, yeah. they're not taken well care of by their own. And they say to us, we are so thankful that the Christians come in with truckloads of food and stuff. And then I take my guitar and we sing. And this, they get a break. They have a break. It's usually Christmas time. We're doing Christmas songs. Mm. And some of the guys can play and they'll play. So we're going to do that. And then we'll also be doing training camps, uh, training center. We'll have, uh, we're, we're bringing an artist this time because a lot of the young kids love to do art and we want to get them engaged in something, again, where they feel like, I can do something useful. I'm just sitting in this camp all day. Yeah. And we're bringing in, well, like, again, we have the electrical, uh, we'll have some kids graduating from the electrical course, the sewing course. When they leave, by the way, they leave with a sewing machine, with an electrician's toolkit, with hair cutting. So when they leave the center, they're trained and can go out and make a few bucks even in the camps. Wow. So we're going back to do that and just to really encourage them like you say come alongside them encourage them we built relationships with a lot through the years so it's helpful i'm a little anxious because we've had some issues with the kurds with our government in the last few months and so i'm going back to a kurdish area as an american uh they know i'm not the government but there's still some kind of things what are these people thinking about us and why did why did you do this to us they say and i say you know what i would never have done this to you but i am under that government i get it so we need to be lifted up in those things just that we can continue to to work well, build the relationships, encourage, give them that hope we've talked about, and then give them some skills, help them rebuild their homes. All of this is just, again, building up their, 
their trust and their hope in us. So that's what we're going to try to do on this trip. Well, you know, here we are at the, at the, at the at, at, uh, holiday time. Mm-hmm. And Randy could very well stay at home with his beautiful wife and his lovely home and everything. And what's he doing? He's heading out. He's to the front lines and helping folks. This is a giving, empathetic, caregiving Sacrificing. man. I need this guy to follow me around everywhere. Wow. I'm going to make my staff listen to this podcast. I mean, podcast. Yeah, podcast. Yeah, again, I, I, yeah. I, I appreciate all the, the, the great things you're saying. And, and yes, God has done that in my life, but it's just who I am. So it's not like I'm this great Nobel laureate that goes out and does these things. It's just who you are. And if you be who you are and use the gifts that God has given you to help other people, uh, and not everybody has that in them. I get that. No. They're not, they don't want to help you. They want that's to help themselves. Right. No. So I'm thankful that that's uh, what I have, and you guys do too. So you're you're preaching to the choir. I agree. And I, I, we right. are surrounded by wonderful people, and you're one of them. And Thank your you. wife is very sacrificing. She I know is. her. She is, yeah. And Thank God you. bless her. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And we will need to have you come back. Yes. Yeah. The Survivor's Guide to Life is made possible through a grant from Sonoma Coast Trauma Treatment, a 501c3 public charity that relies entirely on donations from people like you. If our podcast has benefited you, please consider donating to us. Mm. Also, if you need to get in touch, we are at thesurvivorsguidetolife.com. Our email is Jenny at BernsteinInstitute.com or our phone is 707-781-3335. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much.